Hi, it's John Moe, and this is Wits. We have a great show just ahead. Comedy, music, surprises, and guests like comedian Rob Delaney. Hey, Rob. John, I'm so excited to be here for the State Fair. State Fair, where did you get that idea? Well, look, John, I live in L.A., so I don't know much about your Midwest. I just assume it's one long, constant State Fair. So fun. Well, that might be somewhat overstated. Uh, we're at the Fitzgerald Theater here in St. Paul. I don't know, John. My friends, the singer-songwriters Nico Case and Kelly Hogan, have been having a great time at the fair. Hey, guys. Hey, I'm visiting the People Pavilion right now. Uh, that's that's just the audience, Nico. It's not a People Pavilion. We're on stage right now. I love all the crazy refreshments. I got a see-through container with some see-through liquid in it. Uh, that's a water bottle, Kelly. We set them out backstage. John, we gotta go. Yeah, there's a show going on. I'd like to get a decent seat. Okay, well, maybe just sit here on stage then. For Wits, we'll begin in just a moment. From APM, American Public Media, and Minnesota Public Radio, this is Wits. I'm John Moe. I'd like to welcome some new listeners to the show, billions of them, talking, of course, about 17-year cicadas. Brood 2, they're called. They're emerging even now from beneath the soil to blanket the East Coast from North Carolina to upstate New York. In their brief time above ground, these insects will devour plants, lay eggs, listen to a great deal of weekly public radio entertainment programs, and die. <laughs> a great way to spend a summer, kind of. So while I normally talk to our human listeners here at the top of the show, I want to connect right now with our tiny clicking friends for a moment. Hey, guys. Wakey, wakey. Good morning. How was your 17-year subterranean dormancy period? I want to get you up to speed on some things that have happened since 1996 so you don't have to worry about them and you can get back to devouring the eastern seaboard. Bob Dole did not win. <laughs> Fought a good campaign, you know. Uh, presidentially speaking, there was a, an intern thing. I'll just spare you that. Uh, we went through another entire George Bush and maybe gearing up for another entire Clinton. Uh, also, there was a lot of war and terrorism and the housing market collapsed and so did our whole economy almost. There was a guy running for Illinois State Senate when you went underground. He's in his second term as president now. So let's get off politics for a moment. Um, train spotting, that was 96, you remember that movie? Uh, the main actor, Ewan McGregor, later played a young Obi-Wan Kenobi in some Star Wars prequels that did not work out <laughs> at all. But they are going to make some new Star Wars sequels, and people are feeling pretty good about that. Just, you know what, just forget the whole thing about the prequels. Uh, you cicadas are going to be dead soon, and I don't want you to spend your time watching those movies. Just forget I said anything. Uh, we still have an internet, America Online, not as important as it was <laughs> when you guys went underground. Um, let's see, Foo Fighters still around, Spice Girls not, Snoop Doggy Dog is a lion. Um, <laughs> Tom Cruise and Will Smith are still jumping around in action movies. We don't see Helen Hunt as much as you guys did. We still like her though. Um, but what I really want to tell you, Cicadas, is how much I admire you. And it's, it's not just so you'll remember to donate to public radio in your will before you lay eggs and drop dead or are eaten by a bird. The idea of emerging at age 17 is brilliant, you guys. Skip infancy, puberty, junior high dances, learning long division, and emerge as basically a high school senior? No babies on airplanes ever? That is genius. I wish we humans thought of that. It's too late now. We could never train ourselves to quietly suck on the watery xylem tissue of plants for years and years. We got a great show. Comedian Rob Delaney is here. A couple of ladies with lovely singing voices, Nico Case and Kelly Hogan. And as always, our band, John Munson and the Witnesses. Rob Delaney is a comedian and actor. He's appeared in Burning Love, Cougar Town, Key and Peel, also a former MySpace employee and Twitter superstar. It's notable that he has over 840,000 Twitter followers. Rob Delaney, welcome to Wits. Thank you for having me. 
Hi. Now, as careful as you can within FCC regulations, please describe your material presented in the Twitter medium. I mean, I just don't, I sort of pull out all the stops. I'll say things that I don't believe, that I think are insane or incendiary, and I just, I mean, you're, if you're looking at your phone, you're, do, you're avoiding your family or a task that you should do <laughs> like you would with drugs. So I want to make you feel something, even if that feeling is like, you know, so. <laughs> I don't, I'm a lot, like, uh, my comedy is, like, muscular and, and, and smelly and aggressive, but I don't think it's usually not mean. Like, I'm a humanist. I like people, so I don't, I don't do, like, ad hominem attacks. You know, I get upset about a concept or whatever, but I, as, as crazy or profane as it might be, it's usually not mean, so I Well, try yeah, to I, also, I noticed that you often cast yourself as the fool. And you're, oh, yeah. You're not mean to, to other people. You kind of portray yourself as the idiot. Yeah, typically that's, uh, that's the realist part. <laughs> um, I want to ask about a couple recurring themes that I've seen in there. Can you tell people, and including people who are, are unfamiliar with, you know, with your account, maybe unfamiliar mm -hmm. with Twitter, tell people about the character of your neighbor Karen. Okay. Yeah, I tweet a lot about a neighbor, a neighbor Karen that I hate to say it, and I, I'm going to answer you honestly, but I a little bit wish you hadn't brought her up, because she's not real, but she's basically <laughs> just a place that I focus my basest desires, fears, and concerns on this neighbor Karen. Like, you know, she'll be like, I'll be like, oh, Karen asked me to water her plants while she's away. I spend a few minutes watering her plants, and then the rest of the time just sniffing her exercise bicycle seat. <laughs> Stuff like that, you know, so... She's not a real, you know what though, I do have neighbors that I know that are women and some of them are aware of, of what I am and what I do and I worry that they wonder like, am I Karen? And you know, <laughs> like beef up their security systems. If any of my neighbors are listening, you're not her, uh, don't be afraid of me. And, when, and, and what does your wife think about all this? Because the Rob Delaney who shares mm -hmm. the name with the real Rob Delaney, yes. character Rob Delaney yes. is a, uh, is an awfully randy sort of fella. That's true. I will say, my wife is very, very funny and very smart, and she's one of the funniest people I've ever met, and she, she would get angry at me if I did a joke that was, like, lazy or obvious, but she does it, if it's complete filth, she'll be like, well, yeah, you executed that part well, but then I'll do a joke about, like, a news event, she'll be like, sloppy! <laughs> and so I really trust what she thinks about humor. And then you often ask uh, very vulnerable dumb questions to both Dr. Phil and Walmart. Yes, I do. Yes. Well, he's a charlatan and a weirdo, and so that, that's why I do that. And, uh, and then Walmart, the reason I do that to Walmart, obviously they're garbage, but beyond that, there, you notice, like, on social media, a lot of people try to, like, be your pal. So, like, if you try to hang out in my tree fort, Twitter with my friends and you're a big corporation meanie, then I'm going to lay waste to your whole organization. So I, I aggressively um, just try to smear them. And But the way that my favorite way to do it is to pretend that I'm asking incredibly vulnerable questions. And like, I use them like my diary. I'll write like my most personal thoughts, like my marriage or, or like is falling apart. Doctor. Walmart. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What's this thing I found in my underpants? Walmart, you know, or just... <laughs> Because, because since they dare to try and engage with people on a human level, I'm like, you want to see humanity? You want to see it? And then I give it to them. How did you become a comedian? Well, I acted and stuff and sang when I was in, in you know, grade school, high school. And, uh, and then I saw the Upright Citizens Brigade w in 1998 in New York City. And I said then, oh, I want to be a comedian after the rest of my life. What were, the, uh, what were some stumbling blocks you ran into along the way? Um, abject alcoholism, uh, uh, unipolar depression requiring medical attention across with many doctors, uh, a lot of broken bones, jail. Uh, jail? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Well, yeah, I quit drinking 11 years ago. I had wanted to quit, and then I drove my, uh, got a car into a building and, and uh, broke both my arms and was in jail in a wheelchair. And then, then I was like, okay, decide I have to make some lifestyle changes. And so... <laughs> I did. So yeah, I got sober 11 years ago. I did stand up for the first time 10 years ago. Did you, did you like say, okay, now I've got to start looking for funny things or 
I know a lot of comedians at their most impossible moments are thinking, this is mm -hmm. kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was funny at the time, but I, when I kind of like got better and got out of jail and like had my like final surgeries and started to have occupational therapy, I felt like I had been like measured and I was like, okay, like stand up scary, but I don't think it's as scary as that was. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot now. So I think it was that something awful happened to me and then I was like, that's probably not as bad as somebody being like, that wasn't very good to your joke. Then I was like, I bet I can handle that. <laughs> It's not like my body exploding. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'd probably be okay. Rob Delaney, everyone. This is Wits. I'm John Moe. She's a singer and songwriter. She's released many best-selling albums as a solo performer, as part of the new Pornographers, and as part of Nico Case and her boyfriends. Here's Nico Case. Case with John Munson and the witnesses, John Rauhaus and Kelly Hogan. Much more still to come. This is Wits.
This is Wits. I'm John Moe, here with comedian Rob Delaney and singer-songwriters Nico Case and Kelly Hogan. Uh, Wits is proud to present a literary event at this week's show. We've been uh, partnering with a literary organization that reaches out uh, to some poets in areas that aren't traditionally served by poets, and we are presenting winners of this year's Suburban Slam Poetry Championships. First up is a piece from Doug Anderson of Park Forest, Colorado. Hey, this is called World's Best Dad. Dad's best world. It is I, father, juice box dispensing freewheeler in a minivan. Father knows best the undying quest to kiss boo-boos before child erupts in sea of tears. But I ask you, who will kiss boo-boos of a grown man in despair? Boo-boos of a man who once had dreams but now answers only three screaming pee machines. Stop hitting your sister, I shout when I should be shouting, how has my life come to this? Stop hitting my soul. I am a walking wet nap, wiping the dirty faces of society's expectations, man. Are we there yet, dad? Are we there yet, dead? Are we there yet, dead, dad? I am there, children, in hell. Boo boo, boo hoo, boo hoo, boo you. Think about it. Once again, Nico Case. Case with John Munson and the witnesses. Also, John Rauhaus and Kelly Hogan. Nico Case, welcome to Wix. Thank you. Um, it's my pleasure. Our pleasure to have you. Uh, tell folks about Tacoma, where you come from, because I, I hear a lot of it in your music. It's famous for having a really bad smell because there's a rendering plant right on the highway in Fife. Thank you very much. Not, not, Tacoma, not in Tacoma, Washington. Right. And uh, it was incredibly poor. If you, if you read about a lot of 
country stars, a lot of them got their starts in Western Washington because there was really good uh, country Western radio there. Like uh, um, Buck Owens got his start there and uh, Loretta Lynn as well. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just, I mean, there's kind of a myth that the South and the Appalachians are where country comes from, but really it's pretty much wherever poor people live. <laughs> like that's kind of where <laughs> You country can find comes it from. there. Yeah. Um, you wrote... Uh, you wrote a song for the Hunger Games soundtrack. That's, yes. that's the song you just played, right? Yes, that's the first time I've ever played it, which is very terrifying. Wow. Yeah. What was, uh, it sounded Thank wonderful. You. What What's the process like of writing a song for the Hunger Games movie? Well, that, you know, I, I had tried to write songs for other movies and it was really hard and, you know, I, I could understand what they wanted, but I'd end up like three days later in my underwear standing on my bed like, ah, like just a crazy person. but. I actually had read The Hunger Games and I was so excited about the book. I just really loved the fact that there was this really great, uh, strong heroine. She wasn't this sexualized beauty. She was just a person having a crappy time in a crappy place. And I, that really resonated with me because I could have really used that when I was you know, 12 years old and wanting to read something like that. I, it, was, it was just so well-rounded and I just, I was really, really excited. And I actually ended up writing two songs for the movie, and I, I, they only wanted one. <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't give them the other one. I just didn't want to be like, I got another one, uh, just in case. Well, they're beautiful songs. We thank you for making them. Nico thank Case, you. thank you very much for being here. Hey, when did you get here? Well, come on in. I'm John Moe, and this is Wits. This week, we have comedian Rob Delaney and musicians Nico Case and Kelly Hogan. Kleiner Appliance customer service. This is Ben Crestworthy. Hi, I bought your Series 3 refrigerator a month ago, and the ice maker just stopped working. Okay, uh, and is there a kind of high-pitched hum or drone sound? Yeah, there is, uh, along with like a clicking. Right, as if it's struggling to make ice, but it might be jammed or something? Yes, exactly. Okay, uh, I know what this is. More than likely, you have an ice angel. Excuse me? Go ahead and take a look up the ice chute. Are you looking? Yeah, but did you say... And do you see, like, the most beautiful face you've ever seen? Like if Meryl Streep were trapped inside a diamond? What? No, I don't see, I don't see anything. Oh, she's hiding. Ice angels are shy. Uh, do you have some ground beef? Pardon me? What you'll want to do is put a layer of raw beef in the little tray beneath the ice chute. Ice angels love beef. That'll lure her right out of there. Let her eat the beef, then she'll flutter away. Uh, yeah, is there someone else I can talk to there? Like a, a manager or a policeman? Uh, yes, uh, but I'm the only one here who knows the truth about angels. Now, be careful. If she's up there too long, she might never leave. Ice angels are very territorial. <laughs> Kleiner Appliance customer service. May I have your name? Wait, is it Kathy? No, it's Jennifer. Jennifer, what's going on? Well, I have a Kleiner brand dryer, and it's not drying my clothes very well. The, the buzzer doesn't go off when it's done, and it makes a weird rattling sound like something's loose up inside there. Oh, Jennifer. Oh, Jennifer, I have some good news for you. Oh, good. You have fabric angels, a whole bunch of them. A bunch of angels? Yeah, they're naughty little scamps who need a lot of attention. So they're probably messing up your laundry because they'd like you to sing to them. Do you know any ragtime jingles? Are you freaking kidding me? Their wings are made of wishes and their voices smell of popcorn. Ask them where they've hidden their pot of ambergris. <laughs> She's so lucky. Good afternoon, Ben Crestworthy at your service. May I have your name? Uh, it's Peter. Okay, um, I purchased the single-service cappuccino maker. Excellent choice. Uh, thanks. I've only had it a, a few days, and the water just takes forever to pass through the filter. Oh, my God. What? Do me a favor. Okay. Can you lift the auxiliary single-serve cupping mechanism? It has a blue tab. Okay, I did that. Do you have a flashlight? Yeah. Okay, direct the beam into the valve above the filter. Okay, I... Oh, my God. Do you see him? Who is he? <laughs> His eyes fill me with calm I've never known. It's a coffee angel. Beckon him by extending an open palm. Oh, my. Here he comes. 
I understand now. I, I understand that the universe is the benevolent vision of a billion beings whose souls extend through time in every direction. Yes. Everything I've ever thought to be true was an illusion. Of course, idiot. I'm, I'm crying. <laughs> Me too. Ben? Ben! Yes, Peter, I'm here. Can I also order a dozen packages of those hazelnut flavor packets while I got you? Of course, we'll ship those right out. Thanks for calling and have a nice day. We are fortunate to have two musical guests this week. A native of Atlanta, veteran backup singer and solo artist. Her latest album is I Like to Keep Myself in Pain. Here's Kelly Hogan. This is, uh, I'm going to do a song right now that I wrote um, sort of about Nico and for Nico when she was having a really crappy day. And she's going to sing on it for the first time ever, so some worlds might like fold in on each other and we might all grow a third eye and then we're all going to push through to the other side. All right, here we go. <laughs> I want to hear your voice coming out of my radio. I want to see your face on the billboard sign. Because I know how hard you try. And I know sometimes it makes you cry. I just wish I could be there to bring you by. Kelly Hogan with John Munson and the Witnesses, John Rauhaus, and Nico Case. Well, Kelly Hogan, welcome to Wits. Thank you for having me on Wits. Ah, uh, you're from Atlanta, and, yes. and I heard you move 
when you moved to Chicago, at one point you, you moved and attempted to quit music. I did. But it didn't work out. No, it didn't what work out. What was going so on good. there? Well, um, it's, I've been singing in bars since I was in high school on the sly. And uh, I just thought, like, maybe people that work in a bank are like, I wish I could be in a rock band. And sometimes if you're in the rock band, you're like, man, I wish I could work in a hardware store, or like <laughs> nine to five, or what's a week? Like every day is Saturday night. We never know what day it is. And it was just, I was kind of in debt, and I just thought I'd try something else just to see. But the, it turned out that my boyfriend at the time's best friend ran Bloodshot Records, and their publicist had just kind of left them a breakup note and they were in a bind, and so I just went, I tried to quit music and it ended up at Bloodshot, but I still didn't want to do music, and then I went kind of nuts pretty fast, though, because I'd go see a band and be like, oh, that girl's about my size. I think when she goes to the bathroom, I can kind of knock her out and put her clothes on and be like, Brenda can't make it tonight, but I'll be singing with the band. <laughs> so yeah, it just that's, kinda... <laughs> that's time to go back to music, I would I say. I like her name's Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> So I just, yeah, it, it was, it, I'd kind of made this decision. There was like this galvanizing, super saturated solution moment where I would just rather die with a mouthful of ramen noodles on my thrift store couch <laughs> as a musician than, you know. And don't worry to my family if they're listening. I'm going to walk off like an old white muzzled Labrador and die in the woods. I'm not going to make you in debt for my funeral. So that's, that was my only other worry. I don't want to leave anybody in Don't any. worry, family. I'll die in the woods. They're says. probably like, woohoo! <laughs> That's how she would want it. Um, yeah. You're kind of a, a character actress in the music world to some extent. You've worked with people <laughs> like Andrew Bird, Jacob Dylan, Nico, producers like Steve Albini, and in kind of a, a gunslinger, kind of hired gun kind of capacity. What rewards come with that? With music, I have rabies for music, and I want to know it from all sides and all different flavors. I'll, you know, take on any challenge for better or for worse. And to musicians, she's known as the assassin. Wow. We don't, we, we don't mess around. Like, it's all with super reverence. Like, you calling the assassin? In? Duh, yeah, we're calling. Yeah. So Kelly Hogan, an assassin with rabies who wants to die in the woods. Yeah. That'll work. Can I? <laughs> well, Kelly Hogan, thank you so much for being here with us. Kelly Hogan, everyone. Thanks, John. Thanks, Wits. <laughs> Once again, winners of this year's Suburban Slam Poetry Championships. This is from Lisa Perkins of River Stream, Illinois. Mother knows best. You're darn tootin' she does. I wear the pants in this family, a tasteful khaki culotte. And dare I say, I look good, mister. I have the mom jeans with a G when I wear the mom jeans with a J. I am matriarch. I am a scrapbook making, cookie baking, chocolate calcium chew taking machine. PTA member, nay, PTA warrior. And so help me God, I will crush anyone who thinks otherwise, Allison. Excuse my outburst. Underneath the camouflage of makeup and fun jewelry, there may be a teeny anger problem. Whoopsie-doo. Just know this. As Mother Gaia Goddess, I brought you into this world, and I can take you out. I can take you all out for treats. This is Wits. More with Rob Delaney, Nico Case, and Kelly Hogan in a moment.
Welcome back. This is Wits. I'm John Moe. Support for Wits comes from muscle shirts, for those times when you can't have sleeves holding back your attitude. <laughs> Additional funding provided by Milton Bradley's most popular game, Hungry Hungry Hippos. Oh, Hungry Hungry Hippos, will you ever be satisfied satisfied? <laughs> Pop song correspondences. A letter to the manager of an automobile dealership. Dear sir, I'm writing to complain about one of your used car salesmen. According to his card, his name is Prince or the artist or a drawing that I can't pronounce. I visited your lot last Saturday evening. I didn't have much time, but I figured I'd see what was there. Mr. Prince, dressed in a sequin purple pantsuit, had clearly been watching me. By the way you parked your car sideways that it wouldn't last See, you're the kind of person that believes in making out once Love them and leave them fast He said, well, I should have driven away right there However, there was something about this man that made me curious About cars But it was Saturday night, I guess that makes it alright Listen, what have you got to lose? I've dealt with salesmen before, but he was different. He drew me in. I asked what kind of car he thought would be right for me. And honey, I said a red Corvette. Baby, I'm much too fast. Little red Corvette. You need a love that's gonna last. The Corvette was very sexy, so I took him, it, for a test drive. We went out in the country near Old Man Johnson's farm. Mr. Prince seemed nervous. Believe it or not, I started to worry. I wondered if I had enough class. But it was Saturday night. I guess that makes it all right. You said, baby, have you got enough gas? Oh, yeah. We were almost out of gas, and then we would have been stranded out in the country, just me and him under the stars with no one to find us which I find very unprofessional. Then he wanted to drive. Move over, baby. Give me the keys. I'm gonna try to tame your little red love machine. I said, okay, because he's very persuasive. He moved so fast in the car. I tried to stop him, but he was just kind of singing along to my protests. Little red That's when the hard sell started. Girl, you've got a mm, like I've never seen. And the ride, I said the ride is so smooth. You must be a limousine. I told him, no, it's a Corvette. But he held up a finger to my lips and said, it's a limousine, and it costs $100,000. So I gave him the money. I still don't know why. This car is like a 94 Corvette. It has 120,000 miles on it. There's rust stains. I think your salesman is using magic or something, and I've never felt these feelings before. So if you can't fire him, please have him return my phone calls or come over to my house whenever he wants. Thank you, Nick Darling. Little red Corvette Baby, I'm much too fast Little red Corvette You need to find a love that's gonna last And now, for the latest from movies, TV, and more, here's the crew of Entertainment OK. 
do you want to put in your head? Things that might amuse you. It's movies. And television sets. Also what people wear fancy clothes. Entertainment. Okay. Big news from the world of stars. Star Tracks, that is. Hi, I'm Pleasant Scars. And I'm Cindy Ghost, hello. Cindy, the Star Tracks movie has everyone going crazies. Mr. Kirk is back and a Spock happens. And this time they're facing a new villain played by the very scary England actor, Beneflum Bembersoms. <laughs> and only Entertainment OK was at the premiere. Not the Hollywood premiere. We don't know how to get to that and we might get lost and die. But our own Stampy Jones was at the premiere at the weird old scary mall on the edge of town. I talked to fans. Oh, I love Star Treks. I'm setting my phasers to watching a movie and eating diet soda. <laughs> They're nerds and we should make fun of them, Cindy and Pleasant. Thanks, Stampy. Turning to star birthdays today because we all age and decay, it's the birthday of John Wilkes Booth. He's 175. Also a guy I know who says he's a wizard, and I believe him, and he lives behind the post office in a shed. He's a million. I want his diet recipes. And the birthday of owls. All of them were born today in 1956. Good work, guys. <laughs> Time for what clothes people are wearing what, and I'm joined by our fashion maven, Barco. Oh. Let's talk about the gowns and things spotted on the Hollywood people. First up, pretty lady with problems. This picture was took when everyone chased Pretty Lady down the street taking pictures of her and almost catching her before she escaped. She wears running shoes and sweats, very flattering, but the look of afraid doesn't work. She should trade that in for a giant hat. I think we're back to the world of glamour. Something means something at last, on the go or beneath the park. One thing's for certain, you never know. For all of us here at Entertainment OK, we hope your entertainment is OK. Now go away! This is Wits, I'm John Moe, here this week with comedian Rob Delaney, Grammy-nominated singer-songwriter Nico Case, and Atlanta native Wisconsin resident Kelly Hogan. And now, the Wits Game Show. Our guest Rob Delaney recently sang the national anthem at a Dodgers game, he really did, no joke. And uh, that might impress some people. He sounded pretty good, but we at Wits are hard to impress. Sure, anyone can sing the regular national anthem, but what about our new national anthem? In this week's Wits Game Show, I'll provide the title of our new anthem. Our guests will have a chance to either sing a section of the song or explain the story behind it. As always, I will decide a winner after each round in a manner that is capricious and unfair. <laughs> Seriously, everyone's going to get upset at me cool. in this next segment here. I'm already angry. All right, perfect. <laughs> Rob Delaney, you're up first. Either sing or explain the story behind Eat a Flag Every Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, eat a flag every day. Nourish thine soul with the red, white, and blue. It's important to do America mountains, yay! <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. He's bringing it. Nico Case, over to you. Song or story, eat a flag every day. Uh. When I eat the flags, I feel my patriot gizzard swell. I think I can hold you on my shoulders, fellow lovers and bowlers of America. And scene. Wow, pretty strong, pretty strong. <laughs> Kelly Hogan, we've had two songs so far. Are you gonna sing or are you gonna tell the story? Can you tell me the title again, please, John? Eat a flag every day. <laughs> Eat a flag every... Okay, I'm thinking of the Juicy Fruit jingle. All right, take it. A... No plagiarizing. <laughs> take a sniff, pull it out. All right. <laughs> the flavor's gonna move Eat out. a flag every day for your country. Eat a flag every day for your land. Eat a flag, eat a flag, once you eat 
That round round goes to Kelly Hogan, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) All right. Now, Kelly, you're gonna, you you had some time to think of that one as it went down the road. This this time you start, Brave Cat President Hurrah. Dun 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 brave, he's brave. He's a cat. He's the president hurrah. Pitter, 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 pat. You'll never hear him coming. Take that, enemies of America. Hurrah! Wow. It started awfully vague, and then it got really frightening. <laughs> Cats are scary, man. It really, yeah. All right, let's, uh, second, uh, we'll go with uh, Rob Delaney. Uh, Brave Cat President, hurrah. Brave Cat President, hurrah. <laughs> is our country a dog? No, it is not. Is our country a squirrel? That's crazy. No way. Is our country a cat? You betcha. It's a brave cat, the cat of America. Meow. Fireworks. <laughs> solid, solid. I'd say that's a solid stand-up double. Uh, Nico Case, Brave Cat President, hurrah. Brave Cat President, hurrah. I see your portrait on my school wall. You are one of those little orange tomcats who walks around jingling their orange balls because you're proud, orange president cat. (laughs) Nico Case takes the round. No doubt about that. Uh, all right, we have time for one more in this time around. I, I really think it's going to be special because uh, the national anthem is America is for robots now. Uh, Kelly Hogan, please go first. Okay. All the humans have dissolved into puddles in front of your screens. No more, not, no more bones, not even cartilage, just puddles of spleens. America's for robots now. They're the only ones who can stand to salute our flag. Nice finish. Big, strong ending. Uh, Nico Case, America is for robots now. Hey, supermarket. I just wanted to buy these apples, but there's no people checking me out. I gotta go to that embarrassing machine because America's for robots now. And they don't even (laughs) eat apples. (laughs) Yeah. A more personal tale. The cartilage remained intact. Uh, (laughs) Rob Delaney, America's for robots now. Okay. The winds of pestilence have swept our nation and everybody is dead. Your kindergarten teacher, your mom and your niece, they're all dead in pieces by the road. America is for robots now, but it's really not so bad. They go beep, beep. America is for robots now. Put your hand over your heart, go beep, beep. (laughs) That one goes to Rob Delaney. Uh, it looks like we have a two-way tie for first place between Nico Case and Kelly Hogan. What? Rob, I'm sorry. No. You put up a good struggle. No. Uh, but congratulations to Nico and Kelly. Always a team, Nico Case and Kelly Hogan. Spleens. Yeah. And that's the Wits Game Show. And now the Wits Lightning Round. Fast questions, short answers, big trouble, little China. Rob Delaney, what's the funniest word in the English language? Ham. <laughs> Nico Case, favorite Jackson who isn't Michael or Janet? Tito. <laughs> Rob, Action Jackson, Andrew Jackson, or Jackson Brown? Action Jackson times five. <laughs> Kelly Hogan, do you combine the best elements of Kelly Clarkson and Hulk Hogan? In the bedroom. 
Nico, what should children be taught? Stay in there in that box until you're 10. <laughs> Rob, what, what adjective would you like your children to use in describing you once you're dead? Kind. <laughs> Towards the very end of the show, you made everybody feel soft and gentle. <laughs> Sean Penn in a shark suit fights Sean Penn in a gorilla suit. Who wins? All three of you. It's an important question. Oh. Sharks. 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 Uh, Sharks suit? Yeah. yeah. They don't have gorilla week. Yeah. And that's the West Lightning <laughs> round, everybody. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Hogan. A lot of people help make wits happen, thanks to our broadcast engineer Rob Byers and Fitzgerald Theater staff Tom Campbell, Alan Freckman, Mike Wangan, and Dan Zimmerman. We're on Twitter at Wits, on Facebook, just look for us, and on the World Wide Web at WitsRadio.org. You can get information there on past and future shows. All of our shows are podcasts on iTunes. Wits is written by me and Wendy Molyneux and Jeff Drake, Allison Augusty and Lauren McGuire, as well as Casey St. Ange. We were joined, as always, by music director John Munson and the witnesses Steve Rome, Joe Savage, Richard Medic, and Janie Winterbauer. Our guests this week, singer-songwriters Kelly Hogan and Nico Case, and, of course, comedian Rob Delaney. Our executive producer is Peter Clowney. Wits was created by our guru of staged events, Tony Boll, senior producer Larissa Anderson, and me. I'm John Moe. Bye now. John Munson and the Witnesses. Hi, folks. It's John Moe again. Here's a little something extra from this week's show, just for you. Uh, this is everyone's friend, Mr. Dave Hill. Woo! Yeah. yeah! Comedian, writer, actor, shredder, most importantly. Dave, you play the chorus, and we'll, we'll teach it to how to how teach him how to sing it. Six, six, six. The number of the beef. And fire would spark to be the beast. You guys got it? Good. Okay, here we go. All right, you and me, Munson. All right, I'm with you. 
Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath, because he knows the time is short. Let him who hath understanding reckon the number of the beast, for it is a human number, its number is 666. See you. 
Nico Case, Kelly Hogan, John Munson and the Witnesses, Dave Hill, John Rauhaus.